0: Episode 4 of Crossplay, the video game club here on Vox Radio, DKT's student radio. My name is Owen, and if this is your first time listening, Crossplay is the show where we look at news, announcements and rumours surrounding video games, but ultimately come together to talk about what games we've been playing recently. And for that, I need people with me, and joining me as usual is my co-host, Mr. Boy Rogers. Good morning, y'all. Back from his one episode hiatus uh, to the highest peak in Nine Realms, our resident floating head, Mr. Joe Mann. Sup And joining us once again uh, is uh, from last week is Mr. John Cox. They Found me on the same street. Hello. Well, you know when you're there in the same corner begging for money. Welcome. It's not
1: hard, back son.
0: Also, I want deals. to clarify for everyone listening that um, Bowie's name does not have a D in it. Because that's very important. Now that's progress. That's outstanding. I'll behave, just the <laughs> PG show. <laughs> I made a joke
2: last week, Joe. So you're too late. Damn. <laughs> we'll subscribe to Patreon for the real show.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for all uncentered audiophiles, please fo-
0: uh, follow us on all social media. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me once again. Uh, we got some interesting news. For I will start by saying there was Last of Us 2 leaks. We're not going to talk about because I haven't looked into it for fear of seeing them. Not That's...
3: not not checking. Nope.
0: Yeah, yeah no. So, I her. we nope. know it happened. Um, I know that it was confirmed that it wasn't someone within Dog or Sony that leaked them. That's all I know. That's all I'm looking into it. That, I am not risking finding that out. That Just know if shot. you're the person
3: who spoils it,
0: I will find you, and you will suffer. So, moving on from that, Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer was released. Yes.
1: Yep, yep. Very good. Has
0: everyone here seen it? Very yep. It.
1: I have not. Bowie. I'm just, I'm already watching a show about Vikings and then this thing comes <laughs> up.
2: <laughs> they made it for you to buy with your money.
0: Uh, yeah, so the trailer for Assassin's Creed Valhalla was released. It's obviously centered around um, Norsemen and Vikings. The historian for the game, Terry Noll, um, talked about the Vikings and the Norse people and how they'll depict them. And he said he's very careful about using the word Viking because obviously everyone has the stigma of Vikings being, you know, brutal rapists, plunderers, invaders. But he said that Vikings are just elite nor class of people, which include traders, explorers, and seafarers, not just invaders or warriors.
3: Something I noticed in the trailer that just seems to be following one of history's rules very quickly is the whole... History is written by the winners.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's the Saxons giving their description of the Vikings as opposed to the Vikings talking about their... Yeah, history. it's
3: very... You see the Saxons giving their description. It starts off with the Vikings betraying that exact pers- description only for it to be turned on its head, like, straight away.
0: Yeah, but as it was, again, the story point out, is that the history of the Vikings, it's from the Dark Ages. We already don't know a lot. And what we, do knew, what we do know rather, was written by victims of the Viking invaders. So of course they're going to write in a much more negative light about what they did. Oh yeah. Actually, that?
1: There's a joke about that in the show I'm watching The Last Kingdom where like they write about everything in an agreement and it's like, well can I say cuss words? Can I say this and that? And it's like, it's history. It would all be written.
3: <laughs> because we drink and we know things.
2: Yes. That- so just that kid that was bullied in the school and they're writing an angry blog about the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god, get out of my land.
3: Stop taking stop, all so, my crops. Stop throwing so, me in dumpsters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he went on to say that because of this and because of Dark Ages, we actually know relatively little about the Vikings. But what we do know was is that there are a surprisingly forward-thinking society of people. There's a big gap between the reality of what Northside was like and the image we have of the Vikings.
2: Oh, they're very progressive too when
0: you think about it, so.
3: For example, for the last time, their helmets did not have horns.
0: (laughs) Like, especially the way they treated women, Uh, they had huge rights at the time, which was extremely contradictory, both the time period and the image we know of the Vikings, considering that they're considered like, like pop culture to be a huge rapist and shit. Well, they knew not to mess with their wives because the wives would probably knock them out. So. Oh, the wives
3: would have killed them, <laughs> never mind that, they were terrified
0: of their wives I said. They then went on to visit the topic of um, the fact you can play as a male or female Eivor And it's pronounced Eivor uh, They don't know if there were female warriors at the time But because Norse mythology is so full of like strong, warrior, powerful women They're like, hey, it's equally possible, so we put it in
3: I say they like, delve into both the Nordic god stuff and the Valkyrie stuff So it it leaves yeah. plenty of reasons to kind of lean towards both genders. Exactly.
0: And interesting enough, um, on Twitter they said, while well, talking to a fan, a fan asked, who is the canon side, male or female? And they said, both choices are actually canon, but they're not going to spoil how that works until you play the game. But they have made it so both Eivors are canon somehow, the male and the female.
3: Can I ask a question there really quick? Um, I yeah. haven't played Odyssey's, but, From what I do know, Cassandra's was the main canon?
0: Cassandra is the main canon, yes. But the difference is they were brother-sister. So whichever one you picked, the other one was an NPC.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So, So, or in this case, Eivor is the same person. So I don't know how they're going to work it, but evidently they have a way of doing it so that both are canon. As opposed to just Cassandra being the assassin.
1: Do you think Um, they're going to have, like, both... A story for the male and female either?
0: I wouldn't say a separate story, no, because that or they least... could, but it doesn't seem like something they'd do. And honestly, I'd rather if it was one, especially with this the size to bring to it, and especially after syndicates, I doubt they would. I think it just okay, how fair.
2: characters talk to you will be slightly changed. That's about yeah, it. differences. Yeah,
3: I say it'll be a very much so very non-gender descriptive dialogue.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense.
3: I couldn't imagine them trying to, like, voice every line to suit both genders. Oh, God, no. It'd It'd be so time-consuming.
0: Yeah, you're just following the story, if anything. So, the game is set in the 9th century, the Dark Ages. Uh, it takes place in Norway and England, but for the majority of the game, the players will be in England exploring four different kingdoms of England. The director of the game who i will not try and pronounce his name because i will not pronounce it right and i have more respect for the man than that based on the trailer norway is quite big on its own but if we talk about england specifically that's where most game takes place they have four kingdoms in england so it's northumbria east anglia marcia and wessex and then they have big major cities like winchester london york or jorvik as york was known at the time period so it sounds like they're putting a lot of Space and detail into the, the locations in a game. So it'll be a big open world. Big England and big Norway, apparently, too, from what they're saying.
2: Norway is actually a massive, it was massive, especially back then, with all the different tribes and stuff.
3: I see it going to be probably the more wilderness kind of landmass of the game. Sort of like thinking uh, back to like Assassin's Creed 3 with Connor and the woods Yeah, that woods. would make sense. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm expecting there.
1: So like you have like small tribes and towns you can occasionally visit, maybe quests. So the
0: first gameplay trailer for Valhalla is actually coming next week on May 7th. It's gonna be a part of Inside Xbox presentation on the Xbox Series X games, which is focused on third party developers. It will also support Microsoft's smart delivery feature, which means that if you buy the game on one platform, so you buy the game on the Xbox, you can then upgrade to Series X at no additional cost. Well, that's right. When good. Series X comes yeah, out, that's okay.
1: pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad.
0: Which is pretty good considering that they we're so close to X launching that people might be more hesitant to buy games currently. Yeah, they yeah.
2: changed mm. a lot of the games, I'd say, just from loading times and draw distance and ray tracing and all that kind of thing.
0: If, if they haven't right. confirmed it, I wouldn't be shocked if CD Projekt Red did that with Cyberpunk as well, considering they said they're working on a next-gen version. Oh no, they did. I they already s- said that.
3: Yeah, I say a lot of companies are going to be doing something around that line this generation.
0: I think it's because one or two games did it on the last gen between the 360 and the Xbox One. And people were like, hey, this is great. Good job. I think it's safer to do it that way. Yeah. Just for the player and for them. So then moving on to Xbox, uh, Phil Spencer reconfirms Xbox Series X hasn't been delayed by COVID-19, but warns that some games could be pushed back. The head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, has offered an update on COVID-19's impact on the company's schedule. He confirmed the next-gen console for Series X still remains on track for holidays 2020, uh, despite lockdown. However, he said the biggest unknown is probably game production. Considering that game production is a large-scale environment activity now, you have hundreds of people coming together to work in the game who now have to work apart.
3: See, I see the biggest reason why they are probably delaying games but the xbox series one can probably continue fine or sorry series x is a lot of the design work for that's already finished like they've got the framework they've got all the circuitry going they can computer they can just like computers and machines do a lot of that work now it's just conveyor belt
2: and it's just software is all they have to tweak afterwards and that can be done day one patch and past that even
0: yeah 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 so and then on the topic of games, uh, as I just said, the Xbox Series X game showcases next week. The Xbox Twitter account tweeted, You want to see games for the Series X? We want to show you games for the Series X. Check out the first look next-gen <laughs> gameplay from our global developers uh, next week, next Thursday, May 7th at 8am Pacific Time. Which I believe is 4pm? going to say 5. Our time? 4-5? Four, 4-5. Five?
3: Four, five. Oh, it's actually not
2: bad time wise then." Can actually watch yeah. it as opposed to being up all night. Not that that would
0: yeah. I'd say they E3 probably the yeah. scheduled for earlier in the morning there to make sure that European fans could watch it. Yeah, they want to make Aww. sure all eyes are on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Gen- Xbox's general manager, Aaron Greenberg, provided more details uh, saying that the live stream will focus on the company's third party partners as the Xbox game studios themselves are hard at work on big summer plans. More deals than that are coming soon
2: finally show Halo. Finally. Maybe. Possibly.
0: I've never played it. No? Well, it's because you're a PlayStation player. Yeah, uh, true. I'd... Wait, you never played Halo?
3: No, I've only ever seen Red versus Blue. That's been my main experience.
1: <laughs> oh. I'm a, I'm a PlayStation guy now, but I grew up on Halo.
3: Never knew anyone who really had it. Everyone around me was a PlayStation player.
0: I didn't have an Xbox until I was... I want to say 13, 14, so I didn't play Halo till then. That's
1: not a bad age.
0: No, but this was, like, I want to play when I got a 360, I want to say the Xbox One came out six months later.
1: Oh, yeah, you'd be a good point, but still, that would have been, like, the average age of me when I was playing, like, Halo Reach? If I remember correctly?
0: Reach is also the only one I've ever finished. Yeah. I've never finished any other Halo game. Literally finished one of the most depressing storylines. It's brilliant, but it's one of the most darkest storyline speaking of um dark no one else can get this joke but dylan uh rainbow six siege nerfs ying following feedback yeah
2: basically to give context she's an operator in a video game that she could throw what's essentially a nine bang so it's a flash grenade that lets off clusters of flashes so she was able to throw four of them which was ridiculous because you could just blanket a room with these things and everyone in the room would suddenly turn into charlie cox and daredevil (laughs) so no one could see Everyone is blind. Also,
0: they don't (laughs) blind her. They'll blind your teammates, but she's immune to them. Through
1: intense blind training, we were able to defeat you.
0: So she's had three of them for the longest time. And then they upped her to four only like two or three weeks ago. And now they've had to bring it back down. The patch um, also featured an more rollback for Ranked uh, and placed a restriction on XP gained in the Training Grounds, which is Terrorist Hunt. Back in April, Ubisoft brought out major reform cell whoppers, including Ying. Before this update, she needed buffing. Turns out they gave her too much, uh, so they brought her back down to three Candelabras. The issue with the Candelabras they found was, was that Jaeger has his whole ability as he puts down Defense systems that can catch grenades and so don't go off in the room. Like you a, shoot them out of the air. Like
2: a trophy system in Call of Duty for a context. Exactly. Uh.
0: Now, this thing stops working after it catches three grenades. So, what people were doing was they were holding up all their yings, throwing all three candelas into the room, breaking the Jaeger thing, throwing the fort one in, and just rushing the room. And people decide this is overpowered. Yeah, especially considering that it'll blind everyone except her. As opposed to a flashbang where you can blind yourself on your own flashbang.
2: And that's on top of them increasing the power of her light machine gun, her primary weapon as well. So they really exactly. just, across the board, increased their power. And they gave her smoke grenades too, which means her area denial was just ridiculous.
0: Yeah. So on, as well as that, in the update, uh, a restriction has been placed on a daily amount of XP that can gain from the training grounds, which is what they recently renamed their terrorist hunt mode, their PvE. Uh, Doing so is to prevent players from grinding as a prevention to make it harder to bring smurf accounts and fake accounts up to rank requirements.
2: I think it's also of money. That's the real reason they do it.
0: That's also potentially part of it too. Money. That's also true, sadly, as much as I enjoy Siege. So uh, back on a bit of a more positive note, Summer Games Fest event announced by former E3 live host Jeff Keighley. Yeah, uh, Jeff Keighley uh, hosts the Game Awards. He also hosts events like E3 Live. He was supposed to host Gamescom opening night live this year, which obviously was cancelled. We talked about, I think, in the second episode, Joe and Bowie. Uh, he said he'll still try and do that online.
1: So this is going to be our E3?
0: This is going to be... If you imagine E3 if it was a festival, like a literal festival, over the course of the entire summer. I Jeff guess, Keighley yeah. The live LA stream... <laughs> Uh, Jeff Keighley announced a digital game showcase to help fill the gap left by the cancellation of E3 and other events. He's called it Summer Game Fest. The event will last from May through August with several developers and publisher lined up to make announcements. Steam, Xbox, and other unspecified platform holders will also be offering limited time demos and trials of the games content that are shown at the digital festival events. The Steam Game Festival Summer Edition will also run from June 9 to 14th. Publishers who have signed on board for this Already include 2K, Activision, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Blizzard, Bungie, CD Projekt Red, which means we could be getting some more Cyberpunk gameplay oh, soon, boys.
1: Cyberpunk.
0: Digital Extremes, EA, Microsoft, Private Division, Riot Games, Sony Interactive, Steam, Square Enix, and Warner Brothers. Oh, Valorant's definitely going to make an appearance there if Riot Games are there. And he is said, he is called at Phase 1, so there's more coming.
1: Well, I mean, if this keeps if this keeps up,
0: Keely will host a pre and post show events for publishers and has partnered with uh, I am 8bit to produce the game showcase. I am 8bit previously pulled out of E3 in the past. Uh, Keely will also host Gamescom opening night live as he promised on August 24th before the digital Gamescom, and that will be like the end cap of the summer games festival. Like the headline he said on. He said on Twitter in these uncertain and challenging times, it's more important than ever that video games serve as a common and virtual connection point between us all. Summer Games Fest is an organising principle that promises fans a whole season of video game news and other surprises from the comfort of their home. In a separate statement post on Twitter, he explained how this event is his effort to provide a big summer event to look forward to in Louis V3 like he looked forward to when he was younger and thinks that we, especially in times like this, we shouldn't have to do without it. If any, we needed more in times like this. Gamers exactly
1: Get gamers right. rise up Oh God.
0: so that's pretty cool we're basically just getting hey have an organized summer of definite announcements
1: i'm fine because we're due for like announcements anyway like, i'll take anything
2: oh yeah. exactly anything that's news that doesn't involve the, the beer name <laughs> fallout
1: 76 another pass have fun <laughs> this
2: is this is the battle battle rail it's a
1: battle battle, 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 please please battle royale.
0: Please buy it. Please. You please. Have, it's you, costing us money at this point. You, you have
1: to fight the please. gulag to get in another gulag to get into the battle
2: royale. You have to get through 10 Preston Garvey's to get <laughs> back into the battle royale. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Except they're like giant your ones. Like, you know, the giant mech grunt from Halo. <laughs> hey, they're, oh. all, they're all Liberty Primes. Settlements oh. are better than communism. Yeah. <laughs> Settlement can help itself, I don't care anymore. <laughs> so in our final bit of news, we've come into our weekly Call of Duty segment, because apparently that hits news every week. That's Call a of Duty Modern Warfare's huge patch size is angering players. This week another large update came to Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which now makes its combined file size approaching half that of a standard console hard drive. Jesus. Jesus. So following this week's latest patch and additional DLC content, which adds some cool stuff. The Modern Warfare file size now occupies close to 200 gigabytes on any given platform.
1: Whoa.
0: And, it's these up- and these updates are required to keep playing the game online. What the? This false patches that went live on April 28th. On PC, they were combined into a single 32 gigabyte download, while it was split into a 12 gigabyte title update and an additional 18 gigabyte DLC pack for console. Warzone players on the console could skip the pack which means they only had to download the 12 gigabyte, and now reduced the file size. Prior to Modern Warfare launching, Infinity Ward shared a PC requirements with the shooter, which included a recommendation that the hard drive partition be 175 gigabytes in order to make way for future content, and they've already passed that.
2: Yeah, so much for compressing their files and formatting them better. You, you yeah, and they well... did
0: do a 50 gig update back in, I want to say, February. And when pe- people ask why, they said it's to hopefully 50? reduce the... Si- Yeah, and they said the reason for it back then was it was a way of doing a lot at once so that hopefully future updates would be significantly less. That apparently hasn't been the case.
1: That was a lie.
0: You lied to me? Who would have thought? You you
2: may as well just buy a separate PlayStation for Modern Warfare. I would also like to point out with Battle.net, it's already been criticized for stifling download speeds no matter how good Genshin it is. So imagine... A cap download speed on top of thirty-two gigabytes, so you basically have to wait three or four days to play a game. Ugh, fuck that. Ugh,
1: day one patch and then <laughs> the BattleNet patch.
2: So imagine if you just installed Modern Warfare now, and then they just hit you with a I don't know seventy-five gigabyte update, right over the head.
0: Yeah, because once you install the game, if you want to play in, you you're only installing the base. You then need to install both campaign packs both multiplayer packs. If you want to play the Spec oh. Ops, you need to install the two Spec Ops packs. I forgot about the Spec Ops
2: packs, oh my
0: God. You also need to install a data pack for after this newest patch. The data pack alone is 18 gigs. So on top of the 100 gig install, you're already doing, you're then installing another 100 gigs in packs to get the game to work. Good God. Good
3: Stuff Lord. like this is why I don't want to reinstall games like Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead because they're massive, but this is this is something else. <laughs>
0: Here's the thing. I think Modern Warfare is a very good game. i was said in the past it's a game I wanted to buy. This week alone actually was on sale, so I bought it. We were, I was just playing it last night. I played for a good few hours because it's a double XP weekend. It's enjoyable. But 200 gigabytes, my god.
3: I like having a few games on my PlayStation. I'm good.
0: On top of the yeah. fact that like,
2: you can compare it to Red Dead Redemption 2 and the likes, but Red Dead Redemption 2 is a massive world with animals and running water and physics, whereas Call of Duty is a host of maps, and I know the Spec Ops maps in the campaign can be big, but the size is just staggering. It's it's
0: crazy. Oh, exactly.
2: I'm assuming it's because they have all the store bundles and unreleased maps on the disc already. You just can't use them. So I'm assuming that takes a certain amount, but it's a little crazy.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, that's all the news we have this week, boys. So, gentlemen, this is uh, normally where we talk about the games we've been playing this week. However, this week, uh, we've themed a game on Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and other similar games. Yeah, uh, Joe, uh, this was your idea. Do you want to take away with some Bloodborne?
3: Yeah, it's just I was looking at replaying it there recently, and it's just kind of in my head of, like, how a game like Dark Souls is now being referred to as like its own genre of game for so many different games. Because like you have the Dark Souls themselves, you've Bloodborne, you have um, Code Vein, you have I think I'm saying this one right? Near.
2: Uh, no, Neil. that's not right. Nier,
3: yeah. Neo.
2: And then there's like
3: Yes, yeah, hero, and then there's a lot of other games people refer to as like Bloodborne, like, like Hollow Knight and stuff like that.
0: Even um, Remnant. The way it was scared to me when I started playing was it's a Dark Souls-esque looter shooter, which is two two statements that you think shouldn't go together, but it makes sense when you start playing it.
2: It's Dark Souls with guns. That's what I thought it was.
3: Shriver Cuphead's basically called a Blood Soul, a uh, Dark Souls game.
2: That's more for Cuphead. Difficulty, yeah. Scopit is considered a Dark Souls-style game. Yeah. Oh, there's no it's like, there's
3: just be. such a varying way that like it works as a genre, I suppose.
2: A lot of people like can put attribute it to difficulty, where like, general difficulty of a game can say is it like Dark Souls or not. Ah, I see. Even though it's
3: at the same time, active. some people they struggle could, yeah. with games, other people have no problem with.
0: For example, I get my ass handed to me in Dark Souls. I've seen Dylan do those sections blindfolded. And <laughs> <I'm> drunk. <laughs> and drunk. That's the key word. That's the key point.
2: Yeah, it's in my DNA. Probably just way.
1: like soul hours them in the distance all the time. No hits.
2: No, I always go melee first.
1: <laughs> Barehanded. handed.
0: Even, um, I'll attribute, even certain, like, I feel like it's combat alone. People will attribute to certain... Like certain mechanics, like I think it was Hellblade. I, I, I the way I described it when I started playing was it's very Dark Soulsy and it's fighting. it could be down to timing and parrying and yeah. hits being. Timing,
2: enemy, parrying, painful. hits, enemy
0: fighting. AI. gilgamesh in Final Fantasy XV was the same. It was I, I felt like that was a very Dark Soulsy even the setting of it.
3: Really? Well, yeah. Setting wise, and looked. at I wouldn't have thought the fight was.
0: I just I just, I just, always attribute things being Dark Souls-y as... Of it's a case of, like, you can't just... Like, the rest of the game is... You, you can make just hack and slash. You're just like, no, you wait, you dodge, you block, you wait, you dodge, you strike once.
3: Okay, fair enough. I can see where you're going with
2: that. Yeah. Parts them Hearts, then, turn out to be Dark Souls. Because you just have to dive roll and dive roll and dive roll and dive roll.
0: Yeah. You <laughs> can say the same Especially with... For uh... Joe, who plays on Critical.
3: Hey, 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 hey. I still haven't beaten the... Actually...
0: The secret bosses in Kingdom Hearts are, are always Dark Souls level. They're like Dark Souls mixed with and some are mixed like Dark Souls mixed with a bullet hell game. Dodge
2: roll, dodge roll,
0: dodge roll.
3: Pray they <laughs> miss, pray they miss, pray they miss.
2: <laughs> heal, 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 Watch as Donald heels goofy instead of you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Actually, do you know what was a very, uh, felt like a very much like a Dark Souls kind of boss battle for me when I was playing it recently the final on. like one of the final fights in uh, Final Fantasy 7 remake
1: oh yeah oh really
3: yeah it was very um, learning just to dodge and par- or dodge and block and dodge and guard and all that kind of stuff
0: are you able to say the name of this boss or is that a spoiler uh,
3: well there's two bosses like it I kind I, of figure most people realize who the final boss is going to be like. Fair.
1: Fair. I'd argue that a lot of bosses in Final Fantasy VII are similar because they do have big ranged attacks or just charge up attacks that you have yeah. to dodge or at least block.
3: See, for me, one of the fights I thought was very much or Dark Souls-like was Rufus Shinra. Yeah. Yeah, because he literally—if you just went in attacking him, he'd just dodge all your attacks and literally wipe the floor with you. You Wait, have to learn I play his, games. You have to learn to his
0: attack pattern. Like, oh, that's Sakura of anything.
3: It was fun though. It was a fun fight.
0: The deck. There's also it's. I know it's on the Switch and I think it's on Xbox and PlayStation as well. Dead Cells. Yep. I've been told it's very much like a side scroller, Dark Souls game.
1: There's actually a lot of side scroller or Dark Souls nowadays, but I think Dead Cells is definitely like up there.
2: The first one, the first side scroller I played that was like Dark Souls was a thing called Salt and Sanctuary on the PlayStation mm. 3, and it was it was like if you had a Gorillas an illustrator from Gorillaz, make a side scroller game, and then have Dark Souls huh. elements in it. I only I remember I only played it because it was free, but it wasn't the worst.
0: Oh, I yeah, you mean like the art style of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was very, like, rough lines and kind of yeah. weird anatomy. And...
3: <laughs> I've never played this, but I hear it would nearly be this kind of category. Dead Space?
1: Dead Space?
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, I do they attribute it to... I attribute Dead Space more to Resident Evil than Space, if anything.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, okay, fair enough. Like I <laughs> said, I haven't played it, so I just kind of heard some people refer to, like, the combat can be kind of... So well, it was, like, because the enemies are a bit tougher...
1: Well, if anything, you're like a hulking boss yourself. Like you could do attacks, have enough ammo, and even like mix it up if you wanted.
2: Even just swing mm-hmm. your gun, okay. you can lop bits off people. Oh yeah.
0: Wait, yeah. you you guys are more sort of experts in this, having played a lot of them. I've only played like the opening of one. Like my most experienced games of that sort is Remnant. Yeah, i trying. Really.
2: been trying to sit you down and get you to play the tutorial. It was hard to say the least.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he, I I tried playing Dark Souls 1 on my own and gave up on it, and then the last time um, Dylan visited, he tried to get me to sit down and play Dark Souls 3. I gave up pretty quickly.
2: I even finished the tutorial for you and said, here's the first level, and there was no
0: interest. I was (laughs) like, I don't know where I'm going, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what's attacking me. It was
2: like me trying to explain astrophysics to a cat. The cat would just sit there and go, meow, I'm more concerned about this drink or my phone.
0: Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) You turn on that little insult fish insult app and everything?
1: Go into the chapel peacefully.
0: And <laughs> sorry, I did to come from the person who couldn't remember how to light the first bonfire. Yes. That was the one, well. <laughs> we were also drinking at this point, so. Uh,
2: he also did this thing where you can, when you pick up an item, it, shows, it stays on the screen until you push X. He picked up five or six items in a row and just left them on the screen.
0: I call it my Fading Souls run. Every time I pick, I, I didn't let it clear away which meant I had to make sure I definitely hit an enemy, because otherwise I'd clear it.
2: So it was just like a big black rectangle on the screen as you're trying to play.
0: <laughs> I was, was fighting, I, there was so much space being taken on my screen by items I'd picked up, I was actually looking top down to see the enemy.
3: Oh, actually, out of these kind of games, what boss would have been like, just a bane to your existence?
1: boss um, what boss that's a good question
3: because I know for me one that drove me insane is actually an early game boss the blood starved beast
2: oh I was, really I, I was actually lucky that I bet that first try I don't know how I did I just got lucky with hits
3: I suffered through that boss if I can
2: I... see why because
1: eventually it's phase is just near on undodgeable attacks
3: and then, like, I had no problem with bosses I heard people had incredible difficulty with. That was amazing. Like, I heard a lot of people struggled with Vicar Amelia. Mm. I beat her on my first try, only getting hit once.
0: It's, it's also on top of that you're saying that you had an issue with an early boss early on. And it goes back to my whole thing of I compare, like, bosses where you have to, like, time and block and choose when to attack. Uh, Batman Arkham Origins has one of its hardest bosses, like, second boss of the game, and that's Deathstroke, that stroke. Because you try and go near him, and he will just beat you up. He will just bully you. You literally <sighs> have to so wait funny. and dodge and wait, and only every, like, two, three minutes can you land one blow in. And then you can't get, if you get green, and try and go for that second blow, he lays you out. I think the Headless
2: Ape, the, the Ape or the Headless Ape, kind of frustrated me in Sekiro. I don't know. I bit him eventually I'm, I'm
1: actually still on that I can't get through him and then I heard there's like two of them later on
2: yeah the two of them was a, that was a real doozy especially when like, I, I was just getting comfortable going back to <laughs> get the ready game, to cry boy I and Ernie just
1: rot, I'm, I'm already prepared me. to cry have you played the expansion Joe the old hunters
3: I have not oh, I've seen not. some of the bosses Near. and some of them look torturous
1: yeah, near every boss in that game alone is like a bait to your existence.
2: I had to fight Ludwig, the first, the first blade or what it was called, the, the transform version of him. I had to fight him three times because of both my saves and me going on like to another playthrough. And I, I don't know why, I just managed to beat him first time each time. But I've seen people fight him and get like put in the ground again and again and again. Because his attack pattern is just random. Uh, Who's this boss again? The uh, Ludwig the... how is was he called? The... Oh, Ludwig I got a name. The Ludwig something. the
3: Cursed Holy Blade.
2: The, the curse beast or something like that is... It's basically like a a, a, a monstrous demon horse. Yeah, it's like a monstrous yeah. demon horse. is the best I can describe it.
1: Yeah, he will go random. Uh, he has this jump attack that will either do a lot of damage or one-hit you. And even with, like, an ally, you're still going to get pummeled.
2: I'd say the only boss I really had frustrations with was probably the Nameless King in Dark Souls 3. Oh, really? Because I, when I fought him, I was way under-leveled. I didn't know at the time. He was just like doing so much damage to me. Yeah. And I, I think I skipped him on the first playthrough by mistake, so I only fought him second go around, too.
1: I remember me and my friend, um, who's that boss in, like... Um, who, who's the mad fella who keeps dashing around the level? he's human, and he has a oh, Mikolash Mikolash, he's not hard at all but I remember me and my friend wanted to beat him, and with more allies the more stronger they get, so (laughs) the annoying thing was, was his like final stage, because he has this attack, it's an arcane attack, so we didn't know arcane defences it would always one hit us and then we were like, alright, we give up we can't do this anymore, and then I went back,
2: go ahead no, I was about to say, it's like, is that the one when he fires the tentacles? Like, the real, like, Lovecraftian one? Oh, that's supposed
3: to be, like, the strongest which... spell in the game.
1: Yeah. No, there, there was another one where he puts his hand together and a bunch of stars shoot out. It's like a random bullet hill. I forget what it's called. It requires a lot of arcane to work.
2: Yeah, I only touched arcane after, like, my second or third one through Bloodborne because I had so much, like, leftover stats. I just put it in that. Yeah, because before that, in all the Dark Souls games I always go strength dexterity first. So, but the likes of Remnant and stuff, it was interesting how you would you would um, be able to turn boss souls into weapons, but you also got passive abilities from the bosses. Like say you could get a summon off the boss; you could summon like ghost enemies, or you could cover yourself in thorns essentially.
0: Yeah, um, and like, some are like summon like to make your eyes glow. Like, you did it just boost your health. Like, I, I think the one I have currently is... It boosts your health so that enemies have to do 120% of your health before they actually reach your health bar, but you just, your eyes just glow bright red the whole time it's activated. Yeah. Or another one is that you just cover yourself in, like, spikes so enemies, if they come near you, will just hurt themselves. Or you can blanket yourself in radiation. Or spawn a little fungus mushroom guy to attack for you. <laughs> Who, or a, th- a, a little root that just sprays har- near harmless projectiles. Yeah. And, um, little mushroom but it's good
2: for distracting enemies. save my life, though. Little mushroom boys send in a bunch
0: of toads and they just hit all the boys You love the mushroom boys. I prefer the root. The root distracts all, all the little bastards so that you can fight the boss. Yeah, but the mushrooms have knives.
2: Mushrooms are rising up. The start of the last. Don't,
0: don't
1: forget the mushrooms in Dark Souls One who will one punch you. Oh yeah, the
2: the, the big <laughs> wide mushrooms with like proper human hands that they just turn and swing and if they hit you, they like literally crumple your armor and send you a fly
1: Yeah, they're they're one punch little machines. So like if you go deep enough in the forest, you'll find these little uh, mushroom people and there's like baby ones and then there's just huge stumpy dwarf looking ones, but they're like up to six feet and like they'll punch you you think it looks like an innocent punch but you'll be like flown across the map
2: even in the heaviest armor it's so funny to watch that (laughs) it's so funny what are
3: people's feelings on the fact some of these games you've got to hunt to find the story of what's going on other ones like you get like the story's just there being told with you
2: uh i don't mind it i like the, the story's there if you care about it if yeah. You don't care about it and just wanna run around as a magical knight in your underwear with some flaming sword and the spells. That's that's up to you.
0: It's interesting mm. you bring this up, because this is something I wanna say two episodes ago I found while looking for news, but I wanted to bring it up at some point as a topic. Because we you you look at games like The Witcher, which are like this you're following the story as you go. This is what you're doing. And then you look at games like a lot of people's, some of people's issues with Final Fantasy Fifteen is, oh, you have to dig for the story to find it. Uh, I'm okay with either, personally. I mean, Metroid Prime is one of my favorite games. And if and the first one of those, like you do have to dig to find a story. It's all in codec entries and things you find. And part of the reason for that is because Samus crashed on that planet. So she's working on what's going on there at the same time. But um, you could go through a whole game having no clue what what's really going on unless you look.
2: The same with yeah. Resident mm-hmm. Evil. There's loads more information in like Resident Evil Five, or for any of the games. If you read the notes, if you don't read the notes, you don't get like the full scope of the story.
1: Yeah. Same with uh. Go ahead. Sorry, go on, boy. No, I was just saying, um the uh, same with Fallout and like Bethesda games, because like while you are following a story, there's still stories and like history that you can follow. So like in Fallout there's like histories and many locations and mysteries. So like why it's while it's not encompassing to the entire story, it at least gives you a bit of lore, you know?
0: Yeah, even if you look on like smaller scale, like isn't like all of the lore of Five Nights like just based on wall posters and mini games you find through doing certain yeah. things yeah. Which I think is a really hope- cool way of doing it. That's just me.
2: It's, it's right. It's more like,
0: engaging.
3: But, like, it's all contained within the games, at least. Yeah. Like, you mentioned Final Fantasy 15, which was basically... In my opinion, that game was a bad way of telling a story... Because they expected you to go off and watch the film and watch the animation and all this other stuff well, I got yeah. done so. outside of the game.
0: Oh, I'm going to talk about that. Well, first of all, I only watched Kings of Life recently and I don't think you need to have seen the five-part animation to have played it. But it's just that there's like the, the whole backstory to art and everything is hidden through things you find and like books and covers and things like that and that's what people give out about that it wasn't people give out that you to dig to find a story because it wasn't just oh, in the right.
3: game then i say that's fine it's just when stuff's like yeah. separately sold it's like what the fu- what what's going on what's
2: the problem no i know like you mean star wars get the dlc the
0: books star wars halo i'm not getting into
2: <laughs> halo isn't no. as bad as star wars and i say that after no. reading every halo book <laughs>
1: Halo books, the uh, individual games, even like the anime that came with a Halo Legends, like it's stories in the world or the universe.
2: Because you'll still get Mass Chief's entire story, as opposed to if you wanted to watch certain Star Wars movies, and certain characters appear, they can appear, they can be on the screen for like five seconds, but then they're meant to have this big overarching story.
3: Oh, I just the can't. Know the Red versus Blue stuff is that story.
0: <laughs> the Matrix had yes. that too where um a lot of people say oh the second and third matrix movies were progressively worse than the first one but um that's also because the way the matrix was done was that okay if you had the animated series they made the all the games all of the everything they made for that ties into the story and is important to its story because when the matrix originally came out the whole thing was that it was meant to be this whole like almost like hunt for information to realize the truth like escaping I, the Matrix. I actually yeah. don't and, remember
2: two or three. I have no recollection of two or three as a movie. Are you okay? I
3: literally only remember two from seeing scene I did
0: And this is only something I learned recently because um, the voice actor Troy Baker, he's a massive Matrix fan and he was explaining this on Retro Replay. That everything, games, animated series, every, or movies, all of them tie in together and you need to kind of scene them all to understand it. Like something that happens in a second film apparently is explained in more detail leading in a game that leads up to it.
2: Well this is not like Kingdom Hearts where if you want to get the story. Stay but...
1: would like to have a word with you. <laughs> And Kingdom Hearts gone, uh, the... Dylan.
2: If you want to get the real story, you play 1 and 2 on your PlayStation as a kid. That's all well and good. Then there's some for the Game Boy. Then there's a game for your phone. Then there's a DS game. Then there's some animations. Then it's on...
3: No, there's no animation. back to
2: PlayStation. Well, the movie... No, it's the... all
3: been it's all been in games. They haven't, like... That's one thing I'll, I won't give what them What Dylan is taking
0: it's... up is that... Um... For the remixes, they for the, they didn't actually remake some of the games for console. They just rewrapped the, oh, yeah, the cutscenes. But oh the cutscenes, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like 368 being a DS game, they didn't remake it for console. They just HD'd the cutscenes.
3: Yeah, and they put it in the, uh, the HD remake, remakes and all that.
0: There was P- yeah. there was a PSP
2: game or two too, wasn't there? Work right by Sleep is one of my favorites. Yeah, there was. I just. It's just kind of frustrating. Uh, everything
3: everything has been every... ported to PS4 now, though.
2: I know, I, and I, Xbox. I, I have it on PS4, I still haven't played it. It's great now, but it's just back then it was annoying how I thought I finished Kingdom Hearts oh, yeah. and I see all these games pop up and I'm like, I don't have that. I don't have that. <laughs> Oops. I
3: yeah. borrowed a PSP off my uncle and just bought Birth by Sleep.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think the only thing That's I, how played I played a that game. was Big Tekken wolf. Dark Resurrection one of the names for speeds in the gta games that's about
0: it wasn't crisis core a psp game? i
1: had crisis core yeah. along with ape academy games
0: I two wonder very what contrasting
2: I... games
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> look i i didn't know much final fantasy but when i played crisis core i was like you know what this is sick
3: i tried and playing then... i need i i need you guys to finish seven remake oh
1: I'm
0: i to. need to
3: i need to rant about that ending <laughs>
0: I want to remind you, Joe, I don't have a PS4. Oh, sucks
1: to be a... damn. Just, just watch, like, the cutscenes on, like, YouTube. I
2: don't you get the want to. Effect, I'm still you hoping re- it'll be ported. You could rent it. Well, reported well, be ported in, like, a year's time. You could rent it off me for a minimal fee.
0: You don't even have the game. I,
2: you, I, 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 that can literally change right now if I went on the PSN. <laughs> or
1: you could wait, like, a couple of years, get a complete edition uh, for cheap
0: somewhere. You mean like Dylan did with Kingdom Hearts where he bought a complete version on sale so when he paid 30 bucks for every single game? Yeah, yes. that, was, that,
2: that was pretty lit, to be honest.
0: Yeah, that's lot of deal. <laughs> it was down for like 100, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like 100 or
2: so bucks. Because I remember when the game was first announced, they were like, go oh, Kingdom Hearts 3, get its complete version for 100 bucks. And I was like, well, that's not too bad. And then I seen it for 30 bucks. I'm like, well, no, I have to. I, spend...
0: I will yeah, sit you like, down what? and make that's... you play those games.
3: I'm just trying to think, how many games is that? Two, four, uh,
0: six. one chain, two.
3: I think it's, I think it's, um, 10 or games three if three you two. have the edition that has Kingdom Hearts 3 on it.
2: Yeah, I have the. Kingdom Hearts 3
0: are right. you counting the ones that weren't, uh, are, that are in there as just cutscenes though? No, I'm not counting the cutscene ones. One chain. If we go two. to 13, then it, that's 13. Holy Where crap, are you getting
3: yes, 10 from? It's uh Gainerath 1, 2, Chain of Memories, Birth by Sleep, um, 0.2 Fragments, Dream of Distance. I Rock wouldn't really Distance. call that game
0: its own though. It's not that
2: long. Yeah, that's true. All I know is I'm going to be like an old dad trying to Learn his young Zoomer son's interest playing Kingdom Hearts. I'll <laughs> uh, be like, I remember parts of one, parts of two. After that, I don't know. Goofy's gonna be healed before me, and I'm gonna be wondering why this Disney character is talking to Sephiroth or something. <laughs> and why
0: I like how, I like how the extent of your Kingdom Hearts knowledge is always shows Goofy. I hate him. I, that damn duck.
2: <laughs> he, <to laughs>
3: Goofy is probably the smartest character in the game. Just saying.
2: Which is hilarious. He's the smartest character. Oh, yeah. That's just right a way. theory. He literally it has a shield in... the size of his hand as his weapon.
0: And <laughs> Yeah, he's um, still the smartest. <laughs> which somehow you can fit all three of you on. Hey, it's Disney magic, man.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> Disney magic.
2: But when are they going to add the newest Disney princess, Kylo Ren? He needs to be, like, you know, a summonable character.
3: Hey, hey alien queen, dude. Oh, God. I just
0: imagine... I just imagine... Kylo Ren coming in as a summon but Kylo Ren's summon is you know that scene where, he, where he's like just walking out with his flailing his lightsaber <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> that's his attack you just send him down a corridor by himself and he starts I literally said
3: <laughs> once once Disney had purchased Marvel and Star Wars I didn't want to see them in the Kingdom Hearts franchise until the current arc ended from here on out they can do whatever they want. I really don't mind.
2: Your final summon will be Kylo Ren and Daredevil from Netflix. in a There's one thing I really down. want to see,
3: though. I want to see What's more that? Square Enix properties incorporated into the game.
0: Oh, dude, they had Deus Ex in there? Oh, uh, Hitman. Yeah, cool. Oh, nice Hitman.
1: Deus Ex. Everything. Dylan, we went a very oh, similar route with that. The, the Quiet Man just go in there and punch every Disney character. You just have,
2: what was his name, Wayshen or something like that from Sleeping Dogs. He comes running in with the straw hat and <laughs> his underwear, karate fighting everything he sees.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. nah, I a lot of
3: property Square Unix test their name on.
2: Even manga oh, properties, so they loads.
3: Yeah, that yeah. was actually the reason I was saying what I was saying.
2: <laughs> oh god, they could put in Goblin Slayer. That's that's not nice to think oh, about. Oh no. no! Oh no!
1: <laughs> I mean, could you imagine? Would it well, be worse? If you could like summon Mo from The Simpsons and he just shotguns everything,
2: he throws flaming bows <laughs> and shotguns everything. <laughs>
0: well, isn't um, I was gonna say, Joe, in relation to your comment about Ring, isn't uh, Riku's original sword called the Soul Eater because it resembles the sight from Soul Eater?
3: Uh, I don't know. Um, it is, is called Soul Eater, but I don't know. I don't think it's because it looks like that.
2: I just know it was a cooler sword than the Keyblade, and I wanted it instead of the gammy-looking key. I
0: remember I
3: wanted it, because actually, it looked
0: like a legit sword.
3: Like uh Sky Enix has rights over Soul Eater, so I was kinda actually hoping they incorporate that eventually.
0: I mean hey, It'd we have Jack in. Sparrow making an appearance.
3: That's actually probably one of the best worlds in three.
2: Oh, easily. I've heard good things about Jack Sparrow. Was 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 guy being in two? I don't remember.
3: Yeah, he was in two.
0: He was in two, um and I remember him being in three sixty eight.
3: No. Um, Jack Sparrow wasn't.
0: You can't you can't count that high.
3: No, he's only been in two and three.
0: Was the parts, was the world not in three sixty eight though?
3: Nope. Peter Pan
0: wasn't. Hmm. Oh. maybe, maybe may, may I'm thinking of that because I also had a parts of the Caribbean game from my DS. Yeah, huh.
2: Back to the topic of the the Dark Souls things. It's uh Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. <laughs> don't get off track because okay? I, <laughs> I, I I was thinking I'm like, this isn't a Kingdom Hearts chat, is it? <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> started it. typical uh, disney comes in takes it, over everything
1: i mean in in bloodborne and dark souls if you're willing to just sit down and look at your weapon or an item that's a story
2: i guess the newest disney princess, yeah bloodborne
3: like all the, the flavor text spider. on the weapons
2: it's going to be ramana a tutu but yeah each weapon i do appreciate with the Dark Souls and Bloodborne and Sekiro as well. They all have like Oh, nice they're all lore heavy. Yeah, they're very low they'll heavy. Especially the boss ones. Yeah, like or like they could be weapons like if you find an old long sword in Dark Souls they'll tell you about like an old civilization or something like that that came to came to the lands after they turned undead and their king tried to like you know, wipe out the undead and they failed.
1: That's similar to the umbilical cords because they're they all, they're all the same but they all have a different story.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you can get, can't you get like like, more than three, technically? You can get one off the 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 sick room. Yeah, four of them. The one in the sick room gives you one as well, I think. Yeah.
3: Hmm. So you get all the NPCs there, and property and all that.
2: Yeah, so there is like secret little bits and pieces you can do. Because a lot of the time, if you played, like, of a Dark Souls game, you won't see everything on your first playthrough. Yeah. Or you yeah. won't be able to do anything. Because I played Dark Souls 3 so much, my character was just good at anything. Because I, I had stats and everything. You could be a pyromancer, a mage, a melee build. You could just use your bare hands if you wanted to. Or you could use a bow. But you would not get that in your first playthrough. Unless you, I don't know, you, you grind even worse than I did.
0: Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, You you do you... you... I've probably played through that game several times. Yeah.
2: I, the most satisfying part of it is just when you and your, you and like a massive over-incompensating boss are just going toe-to-toe, blow-for-blow. It's the most anime thing on the planet, and that's why I love those games. Because <laughs> you actually feel like you've beaten them as opposed to, oh, I found a big gun down the hallway. I'll just use this, like in Doom or something like that, you know?
0: I feel like yeah. it's like watching a Terminator movie and seeing them give each other the lightest of pushes and go flying through walls. <laughs> that was one of the things I liked about the newest
2: Terminator movie. There's a scene with Sledgehammer and it's just so satisfying to watch.
3: <laughs> Still uh, haven't watched that and don't have much intention of it.
2: Yeah, me neither. There's was something that just came on when I was in the room, it was fine.
3: Ah, uh, fair. Yeah. Boy, you've played uh, Code Vein as well, haven't you?
1: I have. I've yet to finish it, though. Um, I, I know a lot. Of... Yeah, DLC is coming out for it, if
2: not all of it.
3: Uh, there's some of the DLC is already out.
2: There's some fire... DLC, some fire-based one or something. I think there's a
3: fire, frozen, and thunder one out. Oh God, Elsa's
2: gonna come
3: in and start. Uh, I was about
2: to make the same joke. God damn it! <laughs> be the first person I hit with my bloody sword.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. I hope they continue somewhat of the story of Code Vein because I think the world is just a little bit confusing. It's yeah. From it what th- I
3: can tell, the one. DLC is just extra bosses. There's no story with it.
2: Oh, that's a shame. The bosses in that game are certainly unique looking and extremely Japanese with proportions. But you'd have to oh see yeah, that. Oh, yeah,
1: I appreciate how much work has gotten to them.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, but Bowie appreciate Japanese proportions. Noted. A lot of physics.
2: <laughs> Don't we all? Especially the one made of liquid. A lot of physics.
1: Oh, yeah. Especially
2: the, the, the dancing one on the that side. Like, that that like... was an <laughs> annoying fight, actually. I think put on <laughs> boss fights.
3: No, no, there's a much more annoying fight. It's the second boss. That butterfly thing.
2: Oh, I didn't find the butterfly. Oh, I hated bad that just thing. because I had the good, the good um defense against her. I
3: you know? the poison, the poison stat, the poison poison ailment was just torturous.
2: And she's what boss too, which is annoying because she literally puts it as a radius around her, as opposed to yep. like, oh, here's direct yeah. poison. It's like, no, if you come ten feet near me, you're poisoned. I have corona. She's got <laughs>
3: tracking poison darts as well. Yeah, they like keeps, follow oh. you for ages. it's yeah. oh, so it torture.
1: you're gonna be poisoned either way. So it's either antidote or risk it.
2: I do think though, Code Vein is a good Souls game to jump into if you no experience, because while it does seem daunting, the combat and the amount of allies you get does really ease it in.
3: Oh yeah, hundred percent. And you yeah. had the choice of fighting with or without an ally.
2: Yeah, I, I do it because I like the whole like you know camaraderie thing. Reminds me of like Dragon Age. Yeah,
3: I I had I had Comrade with me the whole time, and there was one boss fight I really feel like you would have so much trouble without the uh, co-op.
2: One of the most interesting Yeah. Uh, I, oh, sorry. Go to Which boss was
3: it? No, it's just like one of the fi- uh, final bosses, which is like a dual boss.
2: Oh. Oh.
3: And I think I know the these word. two would be enough trouble by themselves to remind with a partner.
1: So we've got their own Ornstein and smoke. I was about to say. Uh, it's
3: it's like Ornstein one's ice, spells. one's fire, and you're just like, ah, yeah.
1: Oh, don't tell me you gotta build up like defenses for both.
2: That sounds like Agni and Igni from uh, Devil May Cry three. Yeah, one's wind, one's fire.
3: <laughs> it's just one super fast, one super slow. You just gotta be. You need to prioritize taking down one over the other. It's what I ended up doing.
2: That's probably the best idea.
3: Yeah, it's. Yeah. I just took down the quicker of the two first, and then just. Pray to God, I had enough health and restoration items by the time I got to the second
2: one. One thing that I love that they did in that game, though, is with the more allies you find and bits as pieces you find around the world, you get new fighting styles that all have like their own. Yeah. Bonus to stats, that like, you can get a fighting style that's all about guns, or a fighting style that's all about, like say, swords, or one that's based on right. magic, one that's based on fire. I, thought was, yeah. interesting I love attention. how you...
1: Can... Sorry, don't... No, no, go ahead. It was just like, I don't know if it was the classes or the skills, but it's the ones you can excel at, and once you do, you can apply them to other classes. Oh
2: yeah, that's when you master them. When you master a class, when you master a skill, you can put it on any class.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like, I just tried out every class just so I could learn the skills, and just carry them over.
2: Yeah, I learned like any weapon skill you can have. You can have like a class that's good in any type of weapon, if you get the right skills, which I found interesting. Yeah
3: what kind of uh build or weapon were you guys primarily sticking with
2: uh, it was a long sword for me for yeah, I was... yeah i was
3: I was a great sword
2: the only reason i uh, picked long sword is because just the air juggle was better with the bosses and stuff
1: mm-hmm. i was more yeah so sword build and like fast do you get what I mean? So, like, I would, like, yeah. specific dodging techniques or, like, ones so you could disappear in the air and then just do an attack.
3: So, that's, like, the first companion guy, Louie, yeah?
1: Louie. Um, who's the heavy sword guy again? I haven't played in ages. I want to say Oliver.
3: No, Oliver was the first boss. Um, oh, yeah, Oliver. Who's right, the, Oliver uh, the... It's the, the Japanese um, guy name. Uh, Yakumo,
2: I think. Yeah, Rin Yacomo or something, isn't it?
1: Cabo. i have him as my partner because he does good enough damage by himself so while the boss is distracted with me he can just pummel away
2: he does he's yeah. good um, um buffs as well that help your defense oh yeah
3: yeah one. i i i went for heavy build and i used Yakumo as like my main companion
2: i ended up liking guns a lot in that game the more i played it too just because it was interesting to have like a bayonet and go in the slicing and also blow people they away. They are interesting weapons. That was more weapons. yeah. Yeah. Because I always had it as like my backup even, as a weapon. Just because it's good whenever you want to keep people away from you. That's all the point. Like most guns.
3: <laughs>
2: Get back. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like life in general.
2: What's oh. a more compelling argument than a double-barrel shotgun?
3: <laughs> I can't think of one off the top of my head.
2: Well, maybe some kind of explosive gun. <laughs> <laughs> if it goes boom it works
0: if, you, if, you, if you're not keeping a uh, RPG beside your bed you're putting your house at risk oh yes a <laughs> <laughs> <As> SAM <laughs> air course. to surface missile
1: <laughs> just a drone on standby
0: you are actively putting yourself at risk without.
2: you means. put a minigun beside you in bed as you sleep so you can just sit up and pull it right up the minute you see someone enter your home
3: I do I did find um, Code Vein much easier though compared to like Bloodborne
2: Oh yeah, it's oh, all, really It's it's more forgiving yeah. than the fact that your allies can pick you up and do the fight for you kind of in Yeah. Some cases. Yeah.
3: Like some of the fights were definitely definitely hard. But um definitely a lot easier to get used to the rhythm of the enemies in Code Vein than it would be in like Bloodborne.
1: But they're like not impossible. You can do by themselves, but in a way, they're also designed for two people.
3: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, I appreciate yeah. that, but it just doesn't make life easier.
2: Code Vein was good in case, well, good but forgiving in the case of if you had people helping you. That didn't make it like that didn't increase the boss's power, whereas in Bloodborne or Dark Souls it would. Like it would consider like, oh, you have a companion. Okay, we're gonna scale up a bit of the damage so. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, because the, oh, it is. there was a thing that, yeah, you could summon the guy who's sitting down in the sh- the, the main hub area in 3. Uh, the guy who fights you for the Dragonstone, I can't remember his name. Oh, Hawkwood. Hawkwood, yeah. You could summon him for the Nameless King, but he'd disappear before the fight because the, the bell was wrong. So you literally summon him, he wouldn't appear, but he would still increase the damage of the Nameless King. Because, you know, it. Registered as, oh yeah, you had companion.
1: Oh, so you could just cheap. make
2: the, hide, the fight harder for yourself.
3: Why would you? So,
1: it's like it's loads awkward
2: Loads of people summoned. Like, oh, there's like we'll get a full party for the last boss of the DLC. What was the name? The uh, the, uh the slave knight, gail the slave knight. I think his name was. Yes, I like Gale. A lot of people were like, "Oh, we have got a full team to fight him," and I'm like, "That's the worst idea you can do because his damage is already ridiculous." Oh
1: yeah, That's... and his health too. So good luck chipping that away.
2: That was my favorite boss fight yeah. of the game because that was the pinnacle of like, there's lightning all around the area we're fighting in. The world is literally at its end, and it's just me and this other dude with two big massive great swords so lopping bits off each other.
1: Oh yeah, and you have to dodge twice because he'll he'll swing his sword and then his cape will touch you.
2: Oh yeah, he's got the, he's got. Doctor Strange's cape on steroids it fires <laughs> it fires ghosts, ghosts at you
1: yeah sw- he swishes it and ghosts come after you
2: because it was a the, that boss was directly influenced by the Berserk manga which the creator is a big fan of so he had a load of things oh, that, cool. that Guts would have such as like he had an auto crossbow which doesn't sound too bad but when you're getting pummeled with arrows before you even get to the boss it's kind of annoying if you're at it's great when enough. it's
3: on your side but another story when you're against this <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah it's like fighting against the hunters in bloodborne you think it's all well and good then they start pulling out the blunderbuss too and you're like oh this isn't fair uh,
1: well my favorite is like the one dude who pulled out the numbing mist, and i'm like what the hell are you doing and then it just like it hurt me slowly I'm like ow ow
2: he just hit you with some sterilization you know was right
1: yeah sanitize yeah but uh grave uh slave night gale was just an interesting boss gameplay wise and lore because he was one of the original undead and he just had one quest in his mind to just keep him going throughout like the entire timeline of dark souls
2: yeah because to give context as well the the last dlc for dark souls is you're essentially at the end of time like the end of time itself like all the fire is gone all of the lords the are world's gone.
1: destroyed Yeah. everything
2: is just covered in dust and ash and it's like a big desert Oh
1: yeah, and the original human lords are just being eaten by him.
2: Yeah, he's trying to he's basically trying to take their essence to give to this like little girl that's going to paint a new world with it. It's like very out there fantasy kind of thing. And then uh, apparently the world she paints it's it's suggested, or open to interpretation that the world she paints at the end a nice happy world devoid of monsters and all that kind of thing is the real world. Because there's no monsters, there's no demons there's none of that thing it's just a world where humans are alive and happy and thriving
3: Ah, it sounds like made-up troopers to me
1: <laughs> yeah it was the best ending they could pull really
2: alive and thriving and this little, this little virus came along and <laughs> ruined all of it <laughs> thanks uh,
0: well you know on that cheery note we've been going for quite a while boys I think it's time we about wrapped up thank you all for joining me once again no, no problem happy to be here. And, uh, yeah, as usual, if uh, anyone listening has any comments, questions, suggestions for the show, you can get in contact with us through the Vox Radio Facebook page. That's Vox X radio And, yeah, until next time, guys, take care.